It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Happy New Year's, guys. Welcome back. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season. Got to do some stuff, uh, a lot of fun stuff. Hopefully, you weren't part of the millions of people that got stranded in the airports. But uh, anyway, it's good to have you here. We're excited. Uh, it's a new year, new possibilities. On the show today, we have the one, the only Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. Norm was also inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is a regular contributor here. Norm, welcome back. Nice to be back, Bird. Happy New Year, everybody out there. Um, it's good to be back today. And I, my my goal today is, in this uh, short little segment we have, is to convince workers in this country that you have to be felony stupid to vote for a Republican. That's my goal today. And so <laughs> let, let me... Let me give you some pointers on on why. Let's start out with uh, the latest news, which is, according to the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, uh, within the next week or so, uh, the federal government is going to run out of money. Uh, What that means is is that they can't borrow anymore because they've hit the debt ceiling. The, The federal debt right now is $31 trillion. And that's the debt ceiling. And unless they get permission from Congress to uh, exceed that debt ceiling, um, they're not going to have money to pay their bills. So that that's a pretty wild thought. But that's we've been through this before. And uh, the Republicans, when they interview them, they say, well, what's your position on this? Oh, we're good with raising the debt ceiling, but... Uh, if you were going to raise the debt ceiling, we want to cut Social Security by 20%, cut Medicare, cut Obamacare, cut the new drug drug uh, legislation. So that's where we stand. So I think you know half the, the country relies on uh, Social Security and Medicare for their their uh, health care and for their livelihood, literally to put a roof over their head to live. So it's a pretty serious uh, point we're at now, and the uh, Republicans control the uh, United States uh, House of Representatives. So without their consent, um, nothing's going to pass. So we're we're going to see how this plays out. But this is the problem when you elect fiscally conservative uh, members to Congress. Yeah. It, it, well, you know what, and, and, and it's. I don't know if it's even being physically conservative because some of these some of these conservatives spend money in just in different ways, and, and, and they're not that conservative. But uh, you know, and it's it's just it's this uh, I don't know the kind of let's cut here, let's cut this expense here so we can spend it on the other side is kind of the, my feeling, and I could be wrong, but I I I just find it interesting to me, Norm, that. There's this constant attack, if you will, on things like uh, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. 
you know, what kind of individual wants to reduce or take these things away from the average working stiff who needs these things? Well, it's someone with a, a very limited uh, point of view. Obviously, there's there's ways to uh, balance the budget. Um, what their the fear is is this is the, you know this is the old Tea Party movement. Um, you know, taxed enough already, and uh, they don't want to see any more taxes. And so, if you're going to uh, get a balanced budget and you're, you're going to raise the debt ceiling, there's got to be some quid pro quo. This is their theory on it. This really, you know, from a historical standpoint, this goes back to the New Deal. This has always been the uh, push and pull of Congress because before the New Deal, there wasn't any social security. You know, this is in the 30s. There wasn't any social security. There wasn't any safety net. People just went poor in bread lines. And that's, you know, you see the old... uh, black and white photos of, uh, you know, cameras of the people standing in in the lines. And uh, Roosevelt started the New Deal, and this everything you've seen since has been a continuation of it because the philosophy is, on the one hand, the Republicans' philosophy, which is, is their philosophy is, look, I, I made mine. I want to keep it. And if you don't make yours, well, sorry. Right. Um, and that's their philosophy. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't disrespect them for the philosophy. I just don't know how somebody uh, on the other end of it who is uh, taking advantage of Medicare and Social Security and Medi-Cal and Obamacare and drug um, reduction prices would want to vote for somebody who has that philosophy. And right, so that's, right. that's, you know, you have to vote your pocketbook. And and this is where the rubber meets the road. So that to have all of these uh, working stiffs come out there and, and think that the Republicans are progressive uh, is, is wrong. They're, they're not. They're, they're not progressive. What they are is, is old-line Republicans that don't believe in a sharing economy. And that's the new deal was... Well, you've made yours, so look, you got to just help your fellow American, you know, at least to give him a roof over his head and some food to eat, you know, some food stamps and, and uh, you know, subsidize some housing. And, and all of that money is, is not a, it's not a bad thing for the economy because it goes back in and people that supply the food and supply the housing and supply the, uh, the, the wherewithal, they all make money off of it so it keeps the economy going so, so that that's really where we, we're at it's it's just an interesting uh, point in time in history we're very you know we're at a point where the american worker now has the power yeah he has the power for the first time that i've seen that i can remember to get paid more money and to um, get a better job, and the reason is is that there's more jobs out there now. And literally, this is kind of the first time in history. There's more jobs out there than are, there are qualified employees for the jobs. Right. So, so if you're an employer, you have to pay or going to have to pay more. And it, at the same time. 
there's all these transparencies laws. California just passed the transparency law where all employers have to provide pay scale salary for their, the workers that they're paying. So if, if you employ, you know, just 15 or more employees, you have to post the pay scale in your job postings. Like, you can't just put out a job, you know, I'm going to uh, hire a, a new chef. Um, you have to say, I'm going to hire a new chef, and here's my pay scale for my chefs. So now for the first time, employees will have in their hand this power to know what other persons doing having the same job are being paid. And the the natural inclination then well if he's making it I should make it and so it's it's just going to be an evolution where wages will continue to go up as long as there's there's more jobs and there are people to fill them yeah yeah and, you know but I, I want to go back to this this I this idea uh, you know again the the, the fact that uh, uh, the GOP is trying to be uh, financially conservative, you know, again, and this is something that I, I, as far as I'm aware, both parties do this, and that is they they subsidize big, big corporations. I mean, there's, you know, look at the sugar industry. It is subsidized both by the Democrats and the Republicans to the, you know, to the tunes of of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, And there's other ones like that, the corn subsidiaries, you know, if, if Republicans were truly interested in, in uh, what do you call it, getting, uh, cutting costs, right there is a couple of hundred million dollars between the corn subsidiaries and the sugar subsidiaries that you could take away from these multi-billion dollar profitable industries and give them you know, it's just move that money from one place that isn't really needed and put it in a place that would help literally millions of people. Well, that's that's you know ignoring reality. Um, all the <laughs> the Republicans and the Democrats, to a large extent too, they get a substantial amount of their uh, money, um, you know, for their campaigning and and for to be elected from these uh, industries through the lobbyists that are in Washington on K Street. And these lobbyists, you know, give, give them or arrange for them to get through PACs, which are perfectly legal, a lot of money. So, you know, and this is where we are. So, And the unions in this country are very weak, and so they, they just aren't in a position to, to compete with the industry. I mean, the oil industry with intangible drilling cost credits and and uh, oil depletion allowances, it's all out there. I mean, it's, it, it's no secret. But there, and, and corporate taxes are low. That's no secret. But that's the, the point is, you, and you make a good point, is sure, they could do that, but they're not going to because that's where their, their bread is buttered. Right. So it's, that's not going to happen. And so you have to, and the the better chance of it happening is is to have the Democrats to have control, at least to protect entitlements on the one hand, and then if there, there's going to be some push to balance the budget, there's going to have to be some increase in taxes, as as you point out, 
uh, or decrease in allowances for the corporate side, which right now there's there's no no inclination to do it. You'd have to have sixty at least sixty votes in the Senate to ever accomplish um, that that sixty votes for the Democrats. But with the the, the where we are now in this country, I mean, the consumer is seventy percent of the gross domestic products. That's seventy cents on every dollar that's spent in this country is spent by a consumer, wow. and so they have. And they have tremendous staying power. The consumers uh, now are uh, a strong group, and it's it's making the uh, federal uh, Federal Reserve, which is trying to, you know, um, end inflation and and dampen the economy, it's unsuccessful because wages keep going up. The worker has the power right now. And the idea is is that the worker, to keep the power, is going to have to uh, have in office persons that are in line with the work with the workers' requirements. And the you know they don't want to be working all their life and putting into Social Security and then having a cut. It's just right. not what what people want. So you know the, the goal of the show today is to get people to get some type of understanding as to uh, what what the position is with regard to um, where they're going to stand if they continue to vote for Republicans. And it's it's not a small group. I mean, you, you know, the idea Biden got 80 million votes, Trump got 70 million votes. I mean, there was 70 million people that were, you know, all in favor of uh, cutting Social Security and Medicare and, and Obamacare and, and uh, drug subsidies. And so you got to wonder who who these people are. And my point of the show is to educate them that they're voting against their own self-interest when they vote for Republicans because this is really what they want to do. And, and I just want to wake up the the voters in this country and we'll start to talk about it now, you know, we're we got a little time between elections, but the idea of of protecting their own pocketbook and now that there's transparency in, in wages, uh, what you're seeing is for the first time that p- people are going to move jobs to get more money, and that therefore they're going to get paid more. Right, right. Well, and, and, and I think also, uh, what do you call it, to your point, uh, I think that, yes, workers uh, definitely have way more power, and more importantly, they're more active than they used to be, where – uh, you know they're they're holding rallies. They are they are supporting politicians that are that are going to help them out. We're seeing more of that, uh, and I think that uh, those are going to make uh, we'll, we'll continue to have monumental changes in the way business is conducted. We're, we're seeing it all the time, everywhere, and and things are changing. Um, but back to your point, you know, you have these special interest groups that the politicians um, are, you know, the, 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 they feed the politicians, and so the politicians don't want to upset them. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we we started talking years ago, and we we're talking about wages at that point in time, $7.40, which is still the federal minimum wage, but we're trying, we work to 
get the uh, minimum wages increased across the board, but nobody talks in terms of those numbers anymore. In, in San Diego and California, a lot of cities are now well over $15 an hour at, uh, minimum wage, and the real wages out there are really in the 20s. I mean, that's where we are. So we've come a long way from uh, in the last few years from the idea of, oh, we, you know, if we could only have uh, people making a minimum of $10 an hour would be great. We're up at 20 now. And, right. uh, and and that's because there's just not enough workers to fill these jobs. You know, they, there's a, uh, a, a cap on uh, letting in uh, 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 people from other countries. Um, and you can let them in and give them a work permit. You don't have to let them in to be citizens, and you don't have to let them in illegally. Right. But it, there's a real problem here in letting people in to work. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll they'll solve that problem to create more workers and, and fill more jobs and you know, more people uh, prospering from this economy. So we'll see what happens. But right now that's not the case. And uh, now we're talking uh, with the transparency that's been passed on California and then other states. People are going to know what others are making. I mean, really, it's... It's kind of you can get it on you know TikTok now. You can go on and you can find out what other people are making. There's uh, it's it's you know public information, and right. so you know you can negotiate it. Look, there's Starbucks now has uh, unionized a number of stores, and and so and so has Amazon, and so there's the unionization is coming as a result of workers having for, for the first time in many many years the power to organize because employers just can't afford to, to lock them out because there's nobody to replace them if they don't let them unionize and, and, and put these workers in place. I agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? And, and uh, I think also uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the, back to you, you had, you had asked the question, why would somebody, vote against their own self-interest and i think the answer to that is a ignorance of the facts right there, there is there is this mindset that i am a republican so i'm i'm going to always vote republican or i'm a democrat i'm always going to vote as a democrat and sometimes you have to step away and see what's going to be better for you you may not necessarily want to vote for a democrat but you certainly don't want to lose some of your rights. Uh, you don't want to lose some of your benefits. And in, in my recollection, and you correct me if I'm wrong, as far as I know, the Republicans have been the only party to try to reduce rights, uh, not only just like with the abortion rights, but even even the right to recover from uh, uh medical malpractice and things of that nature. So you have a party uh, that is in league with big corporations, and, and, and they're going to do whatever they can uh, on behalf of these big corporations. And so whether you're a Republican or not, some of these decisions, some of these positions that the Republican Party has will be in, against your best interests. Yeah, I, I think if you go all the way back, you know, this, up until when Roosevelt was elected after, after the Great uh, Depression, um, prior to that, this, this country is basically 
built on um, large corporate interests, the railroad interest, and you know, and, and for that, the steamship interest, and and after that, you know, the automobile industry, and and so it was always uh, the the idea that was always built by the corporations for the corporations. And to the extent that the workers had any power, it was limited, very much limited uh, all the way right. through until the New Deal came in. And we've been living in this slow process of the worker having uh, some power and rights, and, and but it's, it's a long process. And, um, you know, there's fits and, and, and stops and starts. But right now, like, for example, all these people that voted for Trump. Well, and, you know, the idea that he was going to uh, help the working uh, stiff was a, a myth. He right. did nothing, did absolutely nothing for working class Americans, nothing at all. All he did was uh, lower taxes for the wealthy. That was it, which, you know, was, was, was good for them, but it certainly wasn't good for people, you know, working uh, out there, and so, right. and, and Biden, to his credit, has passed a number of laws that that are beneficial. I mean, the drug bill reducing the drug costs for 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 people was a real start. I mean, if you're on insulin and uh, the price is going up, I mean, your whole life is is dependent on getting that drug. So, you know, I I, I can't emphasize more. The concept of your vote makes a difference. The fact that the House of, um, of Representatives is now controlled by the Republicans is going to make a difference. Yes. And, you know, over these next couple of years, I want everybody out there to realize the difference that it's going to make, starting with the fact that they're not going to raise the debt ceiling. And it, it, they're going to want some quid pro quos that Biden's not going to give them. And so now right. the government won't be able to pay its bills, and all uh, interest rates will will go sky high. So, so that's really where we're headed, unless they're unless they the Republicans in the House blink. But I don't think they're going to. You know, they have a, this uh, radical group that uh, of twenty or so individuals, it's about five percent, controlling the um, acts of. Uh, of the 95% in the House, and, and there, this Freedom Caucus is a very radical group. Yeah, I mean, look what look what happened with the Speaker of the House confirmation, right, or, or uh, the Speaker of the House process or whatever. Uh, the, the people that you're talking about are the ones who held up McCarthy's uh, election to the Speaker of the House and – until they got what they wanted, and McCarthy gave it to them. Yes, and that's and they have the power uh, to control everything. And, and you know, one of the main the, their their base is the Tea Party. You right. know, taxed enough already, and there is there's a large group that uh, are completely ignorant as to where their tax money goes, and probably most of them. Uh, will re rely now or will rely on Social Security or Medicare in some form or another. Um, but they they choose to ignore the fact that they're voting against their own self-interest when they put these Tea Party, especially these uh, Freedom Caucus uh, persons, in, into office. 
And it starts with having the Republicans in the state legislatures who gerrymander the, uh, the, the districts such that, you know, in California, McCarthy gets elected. We, you know, we have an overwhelming Democrat base here, but uh, he was gerrymandered in because the, the, the way it's set up. Um, they, we have a, a commission that sets it up in California, so there has to be a certain num- uh, number of Republican congresspersons that, that come out of our state. But states without it, where it's just controlled by Republicans, they have it set up where they're they're not going to be able to uh, elect any Democrat. In uh, Wisconsin, they're bragging now because the way they set up the uh, voting apparatus in Wisconsin, they took away enough votes of the uh, inner city uh, people in Milwaukee such that John, Ron Johnson got reelected, who was you know very far right um, re- Republican senator. So this is what we're we're facing, and it starts with local officials. It starts with state senators and congress and uh, councilmen. It just goes up and down the line, and you have to. If you're a, a, a worker, you should be voting for a Democrat because, by and large, they're going to be more receptive to what uh, the working stiff needs. Absolutely. Norm, we're out of time. I want to say thank you so much for stopping by. Looking forward to uh, what we get accomplished in 2023, my friend. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. And uh, hold on to your hats. We're going to know a lot more again in the next few weeks. Absolutely. Norm, always good to have you here, my friend. Take care. All right. Good stuff there from Norm of Blumenthal. Hey, do you agree with what we're talking about? Do you just think it's crazy? Then let me know. I'm on social media. Um, if uh, or you can leave a comment here in the show. Uh, if you want to reach out to Norm and his team, it's Norm uh, Norm Blumenthal. But uh, the website is BAM B A M BAMLawCA dot com BAMLawCA dot com. As my as always, my friends, love to hear from you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And appreciate you sharing the show. As always, um, twenty twenty three is going to be outstanding for everyone. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch and check out our website at Money.